When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Super excited you decided to join us. Um, before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. The, the, they're always, I, I can't even imagine the next technology that are going to roll out, but they're always rolling out new technology. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. As I'm taping this, there's a 14-day free trial. Nothing else like that on the web. No one else believes in their product like I do. No one's giving you a 14-day free trial. If they are, let me know. I'll make mine longer. But uh, Because I believe in it so much. I believe it's it's everything you need to become a better basketball coach. So go over and check it out, and let's head off to the podcast. All right, so let me let me go through some basketball questions I have because you're going to talk about this stuff. When you get your next job, we'll come back on, and then we got – I got a whole okay. list for you. All right. Um, you could, uh, if you could only coach three things at practice, what would they be? Three things. I get the same reaction. So wait, that's not even a tough one. I got a couple other really good ones. Three things. Coach three things. Yep. Every day. I just said you can only coach three things at practice. Well, I, I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer in offense execution. So okay. I would, I would definitely. Um, work on my half court offense. I think that's huge. Um, I, I think the I, I think another big thing is uh, 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 defense. And then I would say uh, the last thing I would focus on. Are we talking the varsity level? Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Uh, I would say yeah. I, I'm a, a defense, and then man, that's a tough question. That was one of the <laughs> hardest questions I ever gotten. Because I think it's so hard to, you know. It's so hard, yeah. Because your, your frame of mind, you know, I adjust practice every day based on what we're doing well or what we're not doing well. So, you know, if, if I'm going to pick. I'm a big turnover guy. You know I'm a big turnover yeah. guy. We can't. I mean, that's part of the reason we lost the last game, too. But you can't turn the ball over. I mean, it's like it's a, it's a six-point turnaround. It's three you can score and three they can score. It just drives me bonkers. So, one of mine would be taking care of the ball. Um, right. But. 
yeah. So we can leave it. That's good. You, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll let you. Know. I would say one thing that definitely is something that you never stick away from is I think finishing is huge. I think that, you know, constant re repetition of finishing around the rim, getting your shoulders square to the rim, two feet, contact, yeah. two feet. Um, and there's so many different ways to do it. But sometimes I think that we, we get away from that. But I think at the end of the day, we got to make time to shoot free throws in practice. You know, look back. I know you're time. adding now. Now you're up to four. Yeah, I know. So this goes back to this goes back to things, and this isn't my actually my roadmap. This is things that people got to think about. What? Because I think you got to prioritize. Like this year's group, we were talking about my team before we came on. This year's group, could we have spent four months shooting? We could have. I wasn't gonna make them dead deadly shooters, and they were on the machine every day. I mean, my my guards shot thousands of shots every day. I, I can only do so much in the four months. I knew I my number one thing was we had to defend. So, right. So I I think prioritizing. That's why I asked the question. What three things? What I'm trying to do is get people to think about the prioritizing. What what is the most important thing? For yeah, and, or where your frame of mind is. Where your frame of mind is right. Are you passing? Help? What about passing? What about right. post moves? What about, um, you know, pressure? What about, you know, there's all sorts of things we can work on. Well, I will tell you another thing this year, we got a lot of good size. So we spent a lot of time with post moves. And so yeah. we ran a lot of flex cuts into ball uh, to post ups and stuff. So that was a big focus. But another thing is, do you focus on your frame of mind is, and I think this is where you could probably talk about and teach hoops is, is your three points going to be emphasized on your strengths? Are your three points going to be? Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's hard. That's a, that's a big question. So a lot of times I think that you could have been that coach that says, let's focus on the three weaknesses. Right. What are the three things that you're really good at? Right. Good at passing. Well, let's, let's keep working on that and become, yeah. You know, or like you talked about, you know, you're really good at defense. That helps you get to the state semifinals. Right. So I think I think another thing, and, and, and I haven't gotten this into my little spreadsheet yet, but and that's why I'm writing it down right now, is um, do you work more on and, – and I think this – I don't think you do this because I don't do it as much as I would like, um, but you really don't have time to work on individual skill work. You know, and I, I always get a chunk in there, but – you know, how much do you spend on team stuff? How much do you spend on, you know, their, like Johnny's individual post moves or, you know, that stuff is, you got to break that down too I think, because. I think you, you pose a great question and I've had this battle for the five years that I coach at the varsity level is you, as a young coach's mind, you know, I think that we've, I think that I've made things less complicated to allow more time for skill work and stuff and practices. Right. I will tell you as I got early and I wanted to throw a one, two, two, a two, two, a two, one, two zone press. I had this, I had that, I had this, you know, and it's like to a certain point, we're not even taking any time. to. So I will tell you this year, we did ball handling every single day in practice, every right. single day for the first five to seven minutes, every single day. We made a commitment to that every single day. Did it help? It did help because um, we had young guards, and, and I think it did help. You know, and I I think that you got to have a certain amount of time allotted for that skill development. But I don't know. There's never enough time in the day to get everything that you really want to get in in regards to skill development. No. It's, you know, 
I think that that goes back to that's got to be a focus, and, and there has to be understanding at the JV, the JV2 level, the, the eighth grade level, and the seventh grade level that it can't always be about winning. You know, right. and we can't look at who gives a crud if a, if a JV team is 500, but by the time they get to you, coach, you know, they're, they're playing their best basketball. And I'll I think tell you a story. I'll tell you a story too. So I don't know if any Middleton people listen to this podcast, but I'm going to tell you, my seniors had never beaten Middleton, never beat Middleton. They had never beaten them. And then, and we didn't beat them last year. We lost to them. We were 0 and 2 against them last year. We didn't end up playing them in tournament, but um, had never beaten them. We beat them three times this year. So no one cares that in seventh grade they were better than us. Now, no one cares now. You're right, because if you keep getting better, at the end you're going to be where you need to be. All so right. I, Go ahead. Know, that goes to that point of the young coaches. You have to learn how to facilitate with your other coaches and understand that, you know, and you learn. And you know what? As a young coach, you don't think about that stuff right away, and you need no. that guidance and mentor. Yes. If I were to do it all over again, I would have said, all right, Parents, I don't care what happens in JV. I don't happens with JV two, eighth grade, seventh grade. It's all about getting better, having a love for the game, and being competitive and enjoying it. You know, right? Into junior and senior year, you are going to be the best players that you can be. Because if they enjoy it and they love it, they'll put yeah. the time in. Like exactly, they'll 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 be in the gym. They'll like my right. son. They'll be they'll be lifting weights after school. They'll do that stuff if they love it. I agree. All right, so. Next question. If you could go back to yourself as a younger coach, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to learn how to facilitate better and try to get other people involved, especially at the youth level and so forth. Because I think what happens is you get so embedded in everything that you do as a head coach and you want it to be in everything but your time can only be scratched so far, you know? Right. And I would tell myself, the first thing I would tell myself is, all right, how can I get other people involved to do some of the work that I can be able just to focus on my, my varsity? I think that was really hard because I was trying to do this, 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 you know, this, that would be number one. Number two, figure out what your identity is as a program, you know? Go back and think about, you know, when I look back and when I take the class and teach hoops, is what is really your philosophy? How do you want your players to look at you, you know, and understand, um, you know, that's really important, you know, how you're viewed, you know, and, and that thing. And then what what is your system? You know, do you want to play fast? Do you want to play this? Do you want to change? What are you going to do and how you are you going to make it work? And that's hard. And that's hard because you got to look long haul. You've seen some of my – you've seen some of my teams from – yeah. Oh, five. Oh, shoot. I like to go up and down the court. Yeah. I want to score 90 points that I, and I'm actually pretty good at coaching that style. And then you saw this year's team. The only way we were going to be, have a chance to beat Stevens point is the game was in the forties. Right. So part of it is you got to flow the, the, you know, you got to flow a little bit with, and, and if you're in a, if you're in a system and a program and you can kind of see what's coming down the pipeline, you can adjust to that. But, I think also is that you you can't be afraid to rock the boat and yep. you stick to it. I think that as a young coach, you feel very pressured to please people. And if, so if you don't, if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to, but they're your lead scorer and they're not playing very good defense, 
you need to pull them out. I think that there's that, I think that we feel, I think young coaches feel pressured. You know, they feel, and you know what? You have to be okay with not always being liked. And I think that's really hard at a young age because when you're in your mid twenties, you know, and these kids are eight to 10 years older, younger than you are. What is your first impression? You want to be liked because that's where your life is right now. Right. As I get older, I don't really care what people think. You know what? And as you get older, your circle, you, you just don't have time. Because you, you, time is such a precious thing. You don't have time to waste. I call them energy, um, en- energy. Uh, they're not vacuums, but they're basically people that take energy away. I don't have time for that. I mean, I, my life's too short. I want people around that are going to bring energy, positive energy and a positive force into my life. If you're not going to do right. that, I don't have time for you. Sorry. Right. Um, it's just don't, you know, you get so caught up of trying to please everybody, energy giver, energy taker kind of thing. I don't know. I've read it somewhere, but the last thing is don't make the game as complicated as it has to be. (laughs) You know, I think that we overthink the game. I think as young coaches, you know, this is varsity basketball. It's so much more complex. It's really not right. it's really not. It's a two and, or three man game too. You and I have talked about it. It's a simple, it's a simple little dance. You just got to figure out really what kind of dance again, you want to do. Yeah. You emphasize, it's really about having limited possessions, rebounding the basketball, taking care of the basketball. And, and, you know, and, and, and that's, that's a lot of the, what the game is about, but Again, you get caught up in trying to have the best out of bounds plays in the world, or you, you know, and you got to have those core plays. But guess what? They're not going to win you. That when you, you, you're, you, you know, there's so much more to the game than those things. And so, also, is just making sure you're focusing on what really is going to bring your program forward. You know, it's hard. You know, and I think you got to be organized and figure out what where where you stand in regards to all those things. And you got to look at your your specific league. I mean, that goes all to that roadmap I was talking about. You got to look at your specific league. You know, if everyone's running, maybe you don't want to run. Maybe everyone's slowing the. Maybe everyone's playing slow ball. Maybe you want to try to pick it up. I mean, you have to look at how you can exploit your kids in relation to the other kids in the league and all that stuff too. All right. Um, if you could talk to one coach for an hour, who would it be and why? Uh, I would say from my standpoint, uh, you know, I would say that it have to be Coach K um, from Duke. I think a lot of people are pretty much Duke haters and so forth. But <laughs> you, you, there's, there's no question of what he has done for the game of basketball and what he's experienced and what he's done. Um, a guy that I respect very much. I think that I would just I would just like to know like, you know, what do you feel about your story? Where you began, how you know, you know, how uh, and he is a person that is constantly evolving every single year at, at his age. It it hasn't he's not the same person he was ten years ago. No. And he, he did it with the NBA team as a prime example of it. I always I, use his, I always use his nap thing when I need to take a nap on a Saturday afternoon because he takes a nap before every game because yeah. he says he feels the most refreshed when he wakes up in the morning. Right. So it's like I always use that excuse. Coach K takes a nap. Why can't I take a nap? Exactly. Yeah, I, I would that. say that definitely he would be just because of, you know, the sheer, you know, <laughs> that guy's won more games than – I would. Most I people, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, do you have any superstitions? 
Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please subscribe and like. Uh, leave those five-star reviews. Those one-star reviews you can you can leave in your pocket. But go over to Apple and Spotify and wherever you leave reviews or wherever you listen and, and, and tell us what you're thinking. Um, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, the one-stop shopping. The Netflix for basketball coaches. Um, and then also go over and check out our other podcasts, uh, Teacher Side Gig and High School Hoops part of the, I love saying this, part of the coach market media conglomerate. Go over and check it out and let's head back to the podcast. I don't. I, uh, no, I never thought about that before. Superstitions. No, I don't. I, 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 am, I am off the scale superstitious. Like, really? Oh, crazy. And the boys laugh at me. So I always have to explain to them. I said, me doing this, like that suit, I'd worn that suit because we hadn't yeah. lost it since I wore the suit. That's the only reason I'm wearing the damn suit. Um, but they, but if I hadn't worn the suit, it would have freaked them out, first of all. But the second of all, I said, it's not about the suit. It's not about me doing those specifics. It's about rituals. It's about doing the same thing. It's like you're getting pressure on a layup. I'm going to jump stop and I'm going to go off two feet so I can get a three-point play. That's why I do superstitions. It's the routine. It's not the actual 28 number threes at mcdonald's i ate in 2004 you know it was a routine but it that had nothing to do with us winning or losing so i always talked to him about that um all right if you could run one offense and one defense for an entire season what would it be well offensively i i've always been a huge fan of a four out one in pure motion action spread the court play basketball, be able to screen away, do the things, be creative, be basketball players. I would say that in years past with young teams and building teams, I've had to be able to run more continuity. I'd like to get away from that and just be pure basketball players. That would be my dream of, you know, really spreading the floor um, and letting the kids kind of, you know, read screens and slips and, you know, just, you know, enjoy, you know, I think that becomes actually really hard to guard at points and as a, as a, as someone who's scouting because you just don't know what they're going to do because they're reacting to what you have to do. I think, right. I think that would be the dream off. Uh, defensively, you know, I think when it all comes down to it, you know, I, I always love man to man defense. Um, you know, I, I think there's other things that are out there. Um, I, I, I've really have loved the last couple of years of running a lot of three, two zone um, with length. I, I enjoy that a lot. Um, but when it comes down to it, if I'm going to have to run one defense all year, I'm still going to stick with man. Man, okay. If you could change one thing about the game of basketball, what would you change? There's, I got. I don't. I, I don't have right a problem. I thought I have, have a problem with the halves. I hate um, the halves. We have for people listening. We have halves in Wisconsin. It's a relatively new occurrence, so we play two 18-minute halves rather than eight-minute quarters. Um, so that's a new thing in Wisconsin for people that are living listening all over. Um, the reason I don't like halves is the most important game of the entire year at the Kohl Center, which is our state championship arena where we played. There was a timeout at 15, 11, 7, and 4. And then I still had my timeouts. So it wasn't like we, we played all season with this flow game, and then all of a sudden the most important game of the year actually helped us. But was it chopped, did, actually. It helped, chopped up into little pieces. It got chopped up into little pieces. Like my Wesley Vander years, wouldn't, that would not have been good for us. It wouldn't have. It would no. have really slowed you guys down. It would have. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, the one, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the warm up, you know, the 15 minute warm up. 
I, I would like to go back to 20 minutes. I think it's really hard to get everything in, get loose. Yeah. Um, game, I, 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 shot clock, I, I don't, I, I'm okay without it. I think it gives kids, I mean, it gives teams advantages to slow the game down. What I've told people is I don't want it to become the college game. The college game seems very vanilla to me. Everyone's shooting threes and driving to the rim. Yep. And they're all doing it within that shot clock. And it's like there's no there's no uniqueness um, in the college game. If we do that to the high school game, it's going to turn into the exact same thing. Right. Like it, every team – yeah, it, then it loses – your uh, schools lose their identity. Mm -hmm. I think that the cool thing about high school basketball is teams have a sense of identity. Right. In regards to it. Um, I would say other than that, you know – High school basketball. I would, I would, I would just like to see more kids. I would like to see more kids being okay with just having being okay with their role within their team. You know. Yeah, I, we've had you and I have had discussions. I think if we're gonna really go down to the game of basketball and, and really think about what really makes a great team, and I was part of a really great team when I was in school. We were twenty-one and two, and. I just remember we had 15 kids on the team and you were, if you were the eighth, ninth, 10th, 12th guy, you didn't even think about getting in and you were okay with that. Right. You know? And practice was brutal. Right. Practice was brutal. Right. People don't understand. I think that's the hardest thing for me. If people could be accepting within their roles and enjoy watching their team be successful. And that goes from the standpoint of the players, the parents, everybody, you know, the game would be so much better. Right. You know, I, I don't know. I just feel like more and more people are more concerned about their personal embeddings in regards to the game of basketball, how many points I'm going to score. And maybe the other thing that I would get rid of is I think kids are overly exposed at two youngs of ages, you know, yeah. you know, let's, <laughs> let's, let's rank the 12 year old and tell me, yeah, let's, let's, who's the best 10 year old in, in the United States right now? Like, right. Can he do basic algebra right now? Because I could care less if he's the best basketball. Right, right, right. You know? And so those are – I don't look at it as a game in the standpoint of the actual physical game. I look at it at this point of, okay, the other big things that are associated with the game that have really gone away. The roles, the role players, you know, the teamwork, the camaraderie, the 15 rosters, you know. You know, you know, if I, if I, you know, where, where I fit in the team, you know, those role players. And then again, I think that overly exposing kids at a young age is, can be very detrimental to kids, you know, and I think kids are get, can get very jealous of other kids and it creates animosity at a young age, you know, and then it just creates problems within the program. And then maybe sometimes kids and groups peak too early, you know, you know, and it's like, right. It's a tall kid in fifth grade that doesn't grow anymore. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I agree. All right. So we're going to do rapid fire here. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question. And you're going to give me a quick answer. Okay. Not a long one, just a quick answer. Now, if you get stuck, you can take as much time as you want, but a quick answer. All right. Uh, what's your favorite basketball? Uh, Wilson Evolution. Uh, one word to describe your ideal player. Grit. One, you can only go to one sporting event. What would it be? Final four. Uh, favorite pregame meal? Uh, co a cup of coffee. I don't eat before a game. That's been that's been a common that's been kind of answer. Yeah, I oh. like, yep. I one thing to one thing to do one thing you do to relax. Read. 
Uh, best player you have seen in person. It's uh, one. It's uh, I'm sorry, I was coughing there. Uh, best player you have seen in person. Period. You know what? When when Bronson Canning was in high school, I watched him play at Concordia University. He was a dang good player. He was really fun to watch. He's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best player of all time. That's easy, Michael Jordan. He's winning right now. Um, uh, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Uh, teach hoops. Um, oh, that's a plug. I'll plug, 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 plug. Okay. Uh, I think that would be one of them. I think that's a great thing. Another thing is, um, I think clinics are great, but I also think that you just have to be able to be able to listen to your other coaches. I think yeah. that listening to your other coaches, and we talked about this before, makes you a better coach. Or yeah. talking to other coaches about the game of basketball is really where you develop your identity of who you are as a coach. So, so I'm going <coughs> to – I usually don't jump in on these. But, you know, the thing about clinics, like I told you, if I get one thing from Coach K, I'm happy. Yeah. It's about doing it with your staff, and it's about talking to the other coaches there. That's why clinics are good. Exactly. And develop <coughs> – with your coaches right it's that's about like you get out of that you get outside and go up to the dells and be like it's really like oh, i'm excited to go out and hang out with my coaches for a couple hours and right talk about, hey let's talk about our kids let's talk about i really like that idea that that coach talked about all right what are going to be our five core drills this year for rebounding this this is and right. you take that and you build upon each other that's where the really good things happen in clinics right i agree um best game you've seen in person uh, national championship game, 2015. Ooh. Wisconsin versus Duke. You saw that in person? Yep. You were there? Yes. Wow. My assistant coach, my JV2 coach, bought me a ticket and took me. And took me. That's crazy. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I picked my triple overtime win, 2011. Well, I, I mean, I, that's a I would pick that one too. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one I pick. I think I've watched that a couple times. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Uh, uh, energy. Uh, one book you would recommend. Ooh, there's so many. Um, one I just uh, let me see here. It's Jay Williams' memoir. So people that are listening, he's pulling books off the shelf right now. It's pretty funny. Uh, Jay Williams, Life is Not an Accident, a Memoir, a Reinvention. Hold that one up. Let me see that one. Do you have it? Yes. Okay. I've not read that one. It's awesome. Okay. Um, it talks about the realities of the college game, talks about high school, the stereotypes of Duke basketball, um, and, and just reinventing yourself as a person, as a human being is a great book. I'll put a link down below if anybody wants the driving and stuff and can't remember it. Okay. Uh, it's Life is Not an Accident by Jay Williams. Okay. I, it was really you good. You got a second one? If you're pulling off books off the bookshelf, you got a second one? Uh, sure. Uh, let's see here. Chasing Perfect by Bob Hurley. Ooh, how uh, about that? How about St. Anthony's closing, huh? Great book. Did you hear what? that? St. Anthony's is closing. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It was in the, it was in the paper today. Yeah, is, so I'm, I'm dating the podcast right now, but yeah, it's closing. And there's a Showtime thing on YouTube. You should watch it. It's crazy good. Have you watched the Showtime thing on YouTube? No. Oh, yeah. Watch it. It talks about St. Anthony's and blah, 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 and it's showing Hurley trying to save St. Anthony's. And I think the last episode is on the 10th, so the first five are up there. It's on YouTube. It's free. You should go watch it. It's awesome. 
I think you I think you've ruined my day today, though. I know it's really good. It's Bob kind of Hurley, good. Bob Hurley. When it comes down to it, I remember when I first interviewed for my job, they asked me who my coaching idols were at that time, and I said, to be honest with you, I more of look at the high school coaches of Bob Hurley or a guy right. like Jerry Pettigrew at that time. Right. I look at those guys. Those were the guys that at one point, if I could get to that stature. At right. high school basketball, I'm never going to be coach. Well, first of all, first of all, no one can be Jerry. No one's gonna no. coach for 60 years, you know. Jerry. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't know how he's done it. it, it it's, I mean, he's a hell of a coach, but he's, but he's also done it for a really long time. It's like, but he oh always God. is constantly changing. It's not. It's always. That's what people don't understand about Jerry. Is, they don't. They don't. They do not understand because he used to be this whole triangle guy when he had the big people, and then he got then he when he won his third state title, he picked up the pace because he had these guards. He's an innovator. He innovates. Yes. I mean, he takes stuff from all different states. I mean, I ran some of his ball screen continuity stuff. I mean, he's just full of different things. Oh yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah. I I don't think he's ever going to retire. To be honest with you. I don't either. Um. One thing, last last question. I always end with this. One thing you would tell a young coach. One thing. You only tell them one thing. Somebody that's listening to this in Pakistan. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> one thing. The Philippines is actually pretty big. And we actually really? have one download from pot from China. Recently. Wow. Well, that was I'm pretty impressed. You, that, you should be proud nothing of from, yourself. Nothing from Syria yet, but they might okay. have internet. I will tell you the one thing that I would tell coaches is really focus on, um, you know, what you value most as a coach. What, what are you going to be your, you, what are the things I like that, you know, what are the things that you are, I, I look now, I look at, treat it kind of like your client, like I'm a teacher. So what are the little things that are kind of drive you nuts? Or what are the things that, you know, is your value going to be, is it going to be respect, you know, or is your value going to be defense? So if it really is defense and that kid that's your scorer ain't cutting it on defense, are you willing to pull him out? Are you willing right. to emphasize those things that really matter to you? And so that's I, a great team. We're both teachers. So that's a great example of how coaching is teaching. Like if a kid can't divide fractions, I'm going to, they need to learn how to divide fractions. Or they're not going to pass my test, whatever. I'm just picking something from the thing. But then I'm going to try to teach them how to divide fractions, and they're going to have to go practice dividing fractions, and they're going to come back and take the assessment. It's the exact same thing. The problem is our assessment's every day of practice. Right. You know, that's the issue. So um, interesting. Okay. Well, thank you. This was awesome. Yeah. This, you, you've, you've won the record for the month. Of, this is definitely the longest podcast I've had. So – Hopefully no one's been running this entire time or you're, it's like probably a marathon at this point, but um, <laughs> thank you. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, I invite you to go over and check out my, our membership site at teachhoops.com. It's the essential resource for any coach at any stage of their coaching career. I'm telling you, it is what you need, whether you're starting out or you're a successful coach, or maybe you're a coach like me that's, that's you know, won his fair share of state titles. I mean, it's a place for you to take your coaching to the next level. Um, it's the reason I started it. It's, it's, um, it's the sole reason I started it. With our extensive on-demand de videos, our bi-monthly office hours, our exclusive social community on Facebook, which is really good, and we have one actually on the site too, and our one-on-one -on -one mentoring by yours truly. Yep, 
you'll have my email address. We can talk whenever you need. TeachYouUps.com is a place for any coach looking to learn and make the next step in their coaching career. Hey, coach. Hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like. Go over right now. Stop. Join TeachYouUps.com. Say, I want to become a better basketball coach. I want to win a state title. I want to learn what it takes to make my take my team to the next level. Well, I can help you do that. Um, I have been through all the battles you've been through. Let me help you through this great process we call coaching. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.